And welcome back in. This is episode two of the Street Ballers podcast. Today is January 5th. And today I want to go over the first two week matchups between our league. Um, first of all, I want to thank everyone for listening to the first week's pods. Um, the feedback was great. I would like to hear more from you guys. Um, I want to hear some. Mic drops from everyone. Joey sent me some mic drops that I think are very important to get to the league. Um, so here's his first one. Isn't it kind of weird that Brett started this league and got first round pick and is in first place? I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. I think Joey has some really good points here. Um, it is weird that Brett did start the league, did get the number one pick, and is in first place. I don't think that there is a wrong correlation here. I think that we are duped by Brett here in this league with him taking that number one pick and then somehow destroying everyone in this league so far. Um, so I think Joey raises some good points here. Um, so, Brett, if you have a response to Joey's claim, um, I would love to hear it. And then the second one from Joey, we have him here talking about Sean. Sean looks like Spud Webb's tall sister, Lisa. I mean, I don't know what Spud Webb's sister looks like, but I mean, Joe thinks that Sean, you look like Spud Webb's sister. So um, let's see if you have a response to that. I, I don't know how you take that, um, but yeah. Thank you, Joey, for sending those mic drops. Um, I hope that everyone decides to start sending those towards me in the future for future pods. Um, so I did some stats for our first two weeks. I broke down rankings of each category from each um, team. Um, I went over that on the last pod about how Brett is destroying our league in all categories. Each category, basically, if you were number one ranked, you got a number one. If you were last ranked, you got eight. Um, and I tallied everything up for 10 categories. So rebounds, assists, deals, blocks, turnovers, ejections, double-doubles, triple-doubles, quadruple-doubles, and points. And I gave each of them a ranking. And then I divided it by total number of categories to see what the average rank was, um, Brett comes in first with a 2.6. So he is the lowest by almost a, an entire point. Followed up by yours truly, the shirtless JRs, with a 3.3. Followed by Psycho T with a 3.5, as well as Shaq and a Fool with a 3.5. Um, actually, as well as My Balls Bounce All Day with another 3.5. Um, following that up, it gets a little bit larger. Actually, with a 2-0 and team, the Gilbert's Guns comes in with a 4.4. Um, I think that's very surprising with how he's won his first two um, games, but is sitting there with almost a middle-of-the-pack team. Um, so I don't know if that is just matchup luck or if he's really getting the best out of his team, um, just being in the middle of the pack. Coming in in the last two, we have formerly Team McGee, now the Team Irish Champs 
with a 4.7, as well as following it up with last in our rankings with Dame Time with a 5.0. Not only did I did the average ranks, I also calculated how many top three in each categories each team has. Brett leads our league, unsurprisingly, with eight top three in categories, followed by Gilbert's Guns with seven, Psycho T with six, My Balls Bounce All Day with five, Team McGee with five, Shirtless JRs with four, Shaq and a Fool with four as well. And then we see, you know what, Tequan's back at the bottom again with only two top three finishes in the first two weeks. So those rankings really show a lot of how these teams are finishing matchups. And we see that in uh, who's sticking out as 2-0 and teams and who is at the bottom of the pack for our league so far this, this year. Uh, next, I want to move into week one. Week one was the first week we saw a lot of some big d- – point differences between matchups as well as towards the bottom only the closest team was a four point 46 point difference um the highest difference was yours truly shirtless jr's over my balls bounce all day 210 point difference looking at the players that produced for both teams um both of our top um, producers had 138 points for the week. Um, Tom's team had Luca with his highest score, and I had Chris Middleton, which is very surprising because I thought that would be at least Curry or um, Kyrie. But Middleton just putting up points, 80 points for the week, 22 rebounds, 18 assists, um, tied with Luca. Second, for my team, Curry, followed by Kyrie, and then we have DeJounte Murray, Carl Anthony Towns, which is has been a big blow for me with him coming out early in the year with a wrist injury, um, having to put him on the IR and trying to find um, points to kind of fill his spot has been a big void in my team for the past two weeks, but... Hopefully his wrist injury comes around and he can really produce for my team going forward. Looking at Tom's team, um, his top producers, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, um, Zion Williamson, towards the bottom. So the biggest difference was we we both had a lot of top end scores, um, a lot scoring over 100, but towards the bottom of our lineups, um, because Tom had TJ Warren, who got injured, only put up eight points for him in week one. Um, while on my side, my lowest scorer was Darius Garland, who only played one game for my team in the first matchup with 30 points. So you can see that Tom's team was out to a slow start, but, um, It seems like his team has picked it up from week one to week two and moving on to week three. The second largest point difference was Jump Shot Jack over the Psycho Tees. 
Um, looking at the squads, Brett's team is just dominating over Joey's team. Joey had the highest score in Bradley Beal with 142 points for the week. But Brett had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five players over 100, while Joey only had two players over 100. I think Brett got the biggest steal in the draft with getting Julius Randle. Who knew Julius Randle was going to come out this year and just put up fantasy points and put the Knicks on the map? Um, I think that was a big steal on the end for the jump shot jacks. And for Joey, one of his top picks, Anthony Davis, only put up 69 points in the first week. I think that was a huge disappointment. Moving down the list, um, Brett's lowest score was only 35 points with um, Spencer Dinwiddie, who he lost to a torn ACL um, after this week. So Brett's team, just looking at these stats, um, between Joey, the across the board, who so let's say Brett's sixth best player is De'Aaron Fox with 92. Joey's is uh, Miles Turner with 68. So that's just going down the list. It just shows that Brett's team in each each position is better than Joey's here. The third highest point difference, this was pretty close to the closest one for this week, was Gilbert's Guns over Dame Time. Looking at these, um, this was our lowest scoring matchup with Gilbert's Guns only 967 points and Dame Time with only 902. Um, biggest score for the Gilbert's Guns was Andre Drummond, which... Would have surprised me if you told me that at when we were drafting that Andre Drummond was going to be leading a winning matchup for a team, followed by the Joker, um, not too far behind him. Dame Time's biggest scorer was the Slim Reaper, Brandon Ingram. Um, I think he is in store for a breakout year. He just got paid his extension. Um, the Pelicans are his team. Um, so I think that he is in store for a giant year fantasy-wise. Uh, second largest score for Dame Time was Jason Tatum, who also just got paid and now is kind of cemented himself as the leader of the Celtics. So um, that is two big players for um, Dame Time to kind of build around. But from there, um, I mean, Bob... You had four players over 100 points. Quante only had two. Um, I, I'm seeing a correlation that if you have multiple players scoring over 100 points, that's what's going to lead you into winning these matchups. If you can have someone to be a ninth of your scoring, that's going to be just so beneficial for you to win your matchups. Um, so... Yeah, I see just giant point difference between these matchups, and it honestly surprised me that it was as close as it was. Moving on to our last and closest matchup, this was Shaq and a Fool over the Team Irish Champs. Looking at these stats, we have Durant, 
coming in as the leading scorer for the Shaq and the Fools, but he was not the leading scorer for the matchup in total. Sabonis being the top scorer for the formerly known team McNeem, now the team Irish champs. Sabonis putting up 140 points. I think he he's another breakout star. Um, this year, he has just been on extremely hot start. Um, if he can stay healthy, I think he's going to put up fantasy points every single week, and it's going to carry um, Team Irish um, to multiple wins during this league. Moving down, we have Shaq and Fool with their second highest score, Ja Morant, which that is so sad to see that he's going to be your top scorer and he's going to miss some time with that nasty ankle injury. Um, I don't know exactly how long he's going to be out for, but that is just a devastating injury, especially when you're expecting just points out of him, getting points and assists, three-pointers, rebounds for him a point guard. That's just really sad to see. And then... Irish champs, even though he had four players score over 100 points, he still lost the matchup. So I might be going back on what I said um, just two seconds ago about if you have 100-point scores, you're going to win your matchup because obviously it didn't work for Team Irish. Coming out of week one, I thought that the shirtless JRs were just going to run with this league. I saw Brett as a close second. And then I just thought that Shaq and Fool was going to be up there as well um, with all scoring over a thousand points. Um, but that definitely changed going into week two. Um, my team t- kind of took a step back after Carl Anthony Towns injury, um, Shaq and Fool. Losing Ja Morant, that was a big blow to his team. Um, so, yeah, week one, we all had high hopes. Um, the winners looked at this as something that can continue, and losers thought that this was just a blip into the schedule. So let me get into week two matchups. Week two matchups, our biggest point difference was an astonishing 457 points with Psycho T just dominating Shaq a fool. I kind of saw this coming with Ja going down. If we look at these stats, Psycho T, he has CJ McCollum putting up 188 fantasy points, followed by Bradley Beal putting up 177. Unreal numbers. Joey had four, five, six, seven, eight, eight players score over a hundred points for the week. Anthony Davis had a bounce back after his only 69 point first week matchup with 171. What a turnaround for Anthony Davis. Trey young also stepping up with 161 points. Just moving down the list. Joey's team was just stacked in week two, just dominating performances by almost everyone on his team. Um, The lowest score, which is very surprising, was Blake Griffin. Um, So just a great showing from the Psycho Tees. And then we look at Shaq and Fool. Man, just a tough, 
tough week for you. Um, Kevin Durant putting up 146. That's expected. Tobias Harris putting up 145. DeAndre Ayton up there with 128. But not a lot after that. You have a steep drop-off after um, Wiseman at 60. You have Whiteside with only 9 points. You have Jimmy Butler with only 9 points. And then that sad, sad John Morant injury with only 7 points for the week. That that is just hard hard to see, especially when you thought that Ja was going to be a staple in your team for just weeks to come. I Hopefully he can bounce back from this injury and still come back to his production that he was last year and even the start of this year. Um, so just a tough matchup. Psycho T, great job. You went the fuck off. So congratulations to Joey for that win. Our second biggest point difference in week two was the jump shot jacks over team Irish champs. This was a 328 point difference. Looking at these stats, Brett's team again, just goes off. He has two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine players score over 120 points. Just a stupid amount of points that his team puts up. Julius Randle in there, 126 points. Like I said, a steal of the draft. Um, Shy Gillis Alexander, 130 points. Just a ridiculous amount of players putting up stupid points. Um, Brett made a lot of acquisitions and drops in this week matchup. He had four players put up points compared to Team Irish that had four less players that didn't even play. So Brett just dominated this matchup. He was a better owner, uh, just outlasting Team Irish. I mean, Sean, LeBron's going to give you the first the first player to put up over 200 points in a week, and just you just can't pull out the win um, after that first week win. Um, even with that strong performance from LeBron, it was just a steep drop off. And I, I feel like you could have made some moves to add some players like Brett did, um, but just didn't happen. And we saw, saw it in the matchup, just a matchup of ownership and Brett won this battle. Um, just plain and simple like that. Moving on to our next matchup. This was a 93-point difference between the matchup. This was a Gilbert Guns over my balls bounce all day. Looking at this matchup, we have our highest scoring player for the week, and that is the Joker for the Gilbert Guns, putting up 226 points, just a stupid amount of points. Scored over 70 points more than Tom's top player of Jalen Brown. It's just ridiculous the type of numbers that um, Jokic is putting up. Going down the list, um, Bob had two more players score over 100. He had one more player than um, Tom during the week. I mean, Tom's team wasn't that bad. I mean, he had Brown putting up 150, um, Rudy Gobert, 
putting up 147. Jeremy Grant putting up 141 points for the week. That is surprising, but I mean, who else is going to score in Detroit for them? Um, so just a great matchup. I mean, Tom with Luca only putting up 75, can't even crack the 100 points for the week. I mean, it's hard to win a matchup when Luca and Zion, your top couple picks, are putting up less than 90 points. You're going to need more from them. Um, that's what it boils down to. Um, so hopefully Luca is going to bounce back in this week three and kind of come back to the production that you expect from him. Same with Gordon Hayward. Um, there's just players on your team, Tom, that just had a bad week. And I think you probably could have won this game if Luca had a couple better games or Zion played a little bit better, but um, that's just how the cookie crumbles in this league. Sometimes um, players can go on hot streaks or they can get ice cold. Um, and that's just the way it goes. Um, so better luck next week. I think so far your team's doing a lot better in week three, but um, hopefully you can bounce back from this. Oh, and two start. And then let's get to the last matchup of the week. This was the closest it's been in the first two weeks. This was Dame Time winning over the shirtless JRs. This was a three-point difference. This matchup was neck and neck literally all week long. Uh, I think at any given point, it was a 10-point um, comparison going into the last the last night and the last night I had Curry go off for 62 points and it still fell three points short of beating Dame time for the week. Um, we were pretty comparable in how many hundred point scores we had our top scores. I had Paul George. Um, he put up 182 um, Dame time had 180 with Jason Tatum um, Curry putting up 145 Zach Levine with 163. Um, it was the closest matchup that we've had so far. And it's crazy how one missed shot can either lose your league or lose your matchup or win your matchup. And I thought that a 62 point performance from Curry was going to um, cement me into a victory, but it just fell just a tad short, just an inch short of a victory. And I tip my cat to Dame time. Um, great performance from your team. Um, and you know what? I'm hoping to bounce back. Um, now after this week, we're both one and one. And I think, um, it's just going to go forward from here. All right. So that's all I really had for this week's pod. I just wanted to catch people up with, um, the first two weeks because I didn't get my mic until, um, this week, but I wanted to just kind of go over what happened the first two weeks, go over, how rankings are going. Um, so going forward, I will do matchups every single week. I'll do a breakdown of each matchup between each team, um, go over rankings, go over kind of power rankings, how people have changed um, in each category, either, either if they're going down or up in each category and, and see how that average rank going forward week by week is going to change. Um so please, please send in, you, you heard Joey's mic drops. I hope that everyone sees those and wants to contribute to the pod. 
Um, I know in another league I have, we have a podcast and we use it kind of as a pref- press conference after the weekly matchups. And we just kind of talk about what happened. If it was a winning week, we would just talk shit and be like, kind of bag on the other team. If it was a losing week, you kind of did the coach talk that you would do um, after a loss in a normal game. Just talk about how you expected more from your team or anything like that. Or you can really just send anything. I mean, you heard Joey calling out Sean first looking like, um, I don't even remember what he said um, Sean looked like, but you can just send in those mic drops and I'll add them to the episode. Um, so that we can get some shit talking and just make this league fun. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this week going forward. And uh, I hope everyone has a good week and let the basketball gods be in your favor. All right. Have a good one, guys.